from Press Communications, LLC. This is Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira. Bullying has always existed in schools, but some incidents gain more attention and bring the issue to the forefront, like the ongoing investigation into alleged hazing among players on the Wall Township football team. Hi, I'm Diane D'Oliveira, and joining me today is Jim Burns, an anti-bullying expert and author who lives in Ocean County. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jim. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So you are a former high school football coach and administrator. Can you speak a little bit about your background and what led you down your professional path to become an anti-bullying expert and co-designer of the college graduate course, The Bully Proof Classroom? Well, I I think we all have uh, experiences in our life that that drive us to, to certain things. I'm 67 years old now, and I was I was bullied as a kid. There's no question about it. Um, and I think a lot of people were. That led me down the, the path to, to dealing with the problem of bullying. Um, I was a teacher for 11 years. I was an administrator for uh, 16 years. And uh, I witnessed a lot in schools between students, between teachers, and I coached football one year. Um, I, and it was, I, and I'm going to be very frank, and I've always been frank about this. I know uh, very little, I knew very little about the game of football. But they asked me to do it in the school district that I was in, and I said, sure, I'll do it. And I helped out the freshman coach. And my role there was almost to be a buffer between the coach and the kids. And I spent more time in the locker room talking to the kids, building relationships with the kids, and fielding any of the emotional problems that they may have felt from just playing football because it it is a little bit stressful for kids to, you know, be in a a high-profile sport in the town that you live in. And um, that was my job. And I was grateful that the coach that I was with had the ability to recognize my strength. And my strength was I'd like to just talk to kids and help them out and help them deal with problems. Over a period of many years, uh, what drove me to the Bully Food Classroom, which is the graduate course, was the Tyler Clemente incident when he was um, videotaped in his dorm room. Yes. You know, um, and he was involved with a, a, another person, another man, and it was put up on Twitter, and this uh, incident caused Tyler to commit suicide. Uh, and I saw that, and I read the story, and I watched it with great interest. And I said, you know, we got to do something. We just have to do something, and we have to educate people more about the problems with bullying and the issues that kids face that often don't get reported, but they're walking around with it, and it becomes like baggage that they have on their back all day long. And I truly wanted to help the kids out. Yeah, I guess I struggle to understand, you know, there are parents um, that feel, you know, this is just kids being kids. It's it's normal behavior. What is the definition of bullying? What characteristics does a bully have? Or is it a learned behavior? You know, there is a difference between just joking around and actually doing something more serious. Yeah, and I think the, the victim you know, has to identify, and we have to help them do that, the difference between jokes and serious statements. And they have to be able to report when they feel uncomfortable when statements are made. But 
to your point, you know, in schools today, and you're looking for a profile of, of a bully, bullies have the desire to dominate. That's their biggest desire, and to manipulate and to control and all of the, all of the above. And when I was a young parent, my daughter was about four years old, and she's my oldest daughter, and she's much, she's grown now. And we were sitting around at a, a, a dinner table at my sister's house, and my daughter, she had like six adults at the table playing the rhyming game. Now, these, these folks that were sitting there were being very polite and courteous, and, you know, they're going along with it. And my sister leaned over to me, and she said to me, she's controlling the whole table. And she was right. And that's what kids want when they're younger. They want control. They want to dominate. They want attention. They want to manipulate. And if those things are not recognized and corrected, they grow into adults, number one, who just crave attention, number two, want power, number three, will go to any length to get what they want. See, it's very easy to give in to a whining, disrespectful child. You can do it when they're little, but as they grow older, they grow into adults who they, they basically disagree with the wrong attitude, and they don't have the ability to cooperate even though they disagree, because the focus always has to be on them. Yeah, and Jim, you know, there are adults who don't even recognize their own bully behavior, you know. So when when you're mentioning this, it's interesting because it starts at the top. So, you know, when you have adults that act like that, you know, when you look at zero tolerance policies in schools, too, um, you know, just even an example would be like the mask mandates. There are parents flipping out, you know, berating teachers and principals and administrators for a state mandate that they have no control over. When we look at things like that. How, you know, it trickles down into the same situation of bullying incidents. Um, How do you approach a parent and explain to them that their kid may be exhibiting bully behavior if a parent themselves doesn't recognize their own behavior as being that? That, And that therein lies the issue, because as these these, uh, children, see, parents who have that difficulty and can't recognize it, are always arguing for their child's weakness or that what they're doing is is they're denying the fact that it's their uh, ability to discipline that's causing the child to be a bully. And what we have here is we have parents, I'm not going to say all, but some who have matured physically but not emotionally. So it's, it's almost as if they need to be redirected. They need to be educated. They need to sh- they need to be shown. That's why I often tell uh, kids who are bullied, make sure you document everything. Make sure that the teacher documents everything. You have to have clear facts for those parents because they won't believe you. They'll think that their kid didn't because it, what's happening is they're being manipulated by their own kid at home. So, so what we have to do is we almost have to take the posture that we're dealing with another kid when we're dealing with an argumentative parent. I've written a course, it's called Dealing with Angry and Irate Parents. And part of the problem is is that we have parents, we start getting involved in an argument with them, but what we don't realize is we're arguing with another kid at times. 
Yeah. I just want to remind our listeners, I'm Diane D'Oliveira, the host of Jersey Shore Matters, and I'm speaking with Jim Burns, an anti-bullying expert and author who lives in Ocean County. The Wall Township football team is under investigation, some of the players, for alleged hazing. Uh, It's not a new issue in schools statewide. Uh, It's just being brought to the forefront because of this particular case. Um, You know, back in the day, if I was accused of doing something wrong, my parents would react and discipline me before they found out the facts. They automatically mm-hmm. believe the adult. And, you know, as mm-hmm. we were just mentioning, you, you know, sometimes the parents won't even believe it's their child that is the one committing the bullying or doing um, the things that they're alleged of. Uh, they'll just take their child's side. Uh, it's a different society today. Would educators or coaches be reluctant to report a student or player who might be viewed as a so-called bully, especially if the kid is popular or a star athlete? Well, yeah, I think that you know, popular and star athlete has, may have something to do with it, but I think it, it, it has a lot to do with the, the fear and intimidation that the, the parent of that child brings to the table. If I'm frightened of, and I'll be very frank with you, as an administrator, if I got a referral sent to me from a teacher, it wasn't so much the kid's name on the referral, it's who the parent was and who I had to communicate with make them aware of what the consequence was going to be for their child. Because I I knew who was going to argue with me, who was going to do battle with me, who was going to deny it, who was going to go above my head. I, I knew who was going to do what. Right. And when, when I saw certain referrals, I said, oh, boy, I got to deal with, you know, this gal or this guy again and so on. And so I, I had to be sure that I stayed consistent in my approach so what was good for one kid was good for the other and the parent had nothing to do with it and and that becomes the issue how intimidated are you by the parent or by the potential fallout that you might encounter because of the fact that you suspended a kid from the football team and that's what that's what starts to happen we become fearful of one another the teachers become fearful of the parents coaches become fearful of Uh, of the parents, of possibly the um, other kids. Even kids at times can be intimidating to teachers and coaches and so on. So we have to be aware of our who we are, what instills fear in us, and we have to overcome that because we have to deal with the issue. The issue is someone was harassed, intimidated, aged, and threatened in a locker room, and we have to deal with that issue. And it doesn't matter whether you're the star of the football team or if your your father is on the board of ed, you have to deal with it. Right. You know, I've heard from parents whose child were victims of bullying, um, who've tried everything. They've gone to the administrators. They've done everything they're supposed to do, but get nowhere. And their child is the one that either has to transfer out or end up leaving the district. What can a parent do if they're running up against roadblocks? If there's repeated bullying incidents involving their child and they're not getting help, what recourse do they have? I often tell kids, you know, and I've told my own kids this, you only have to be courageous or brave for five minutes at a time, sometimes for two minutes at a time. It only takes, you know, until you get through a situation that's causing you fear. And as a parent, the biggest thing that we have to do if our child is being bullied is help them develop confidence and resiliency and help them do, and I I have, you know, probably 10 or 15 things that I, I communicate 
to parents and to the victims of bullying, identifying the difference between jokes and serious statements is critical. But more than that, they have to be able to choose friends with caution because friends can turn into bullies. And when you have a situation where a kid is perpetually bullied, perpetually having this problem, of course you have to hold the bully accountable. And whatever those, and if the consequences are not meaningful and not strong enough, the bullying will continue. And we also have to look at what this behavior, this bullying behavior is doing to our students. We have more anxiety, more depression, more post-traumatic stress in schools now than we ever had before. And we have to begin to look at that and say, how are we going to help these kids out? They're the ones that need, need the help. A, a bully will forget about what he did, you know, 10 minutes after he did it. The victim never forgets. No. Bullying is behavior that you never forget. And when parents are running up against roadblocks like this, where they can't get enough done and they feel as if they have to move, you know, and the, the situation has become dire, Number one, if in fact something is that threatening, you need to report it to the police. It needs to be reported to the police so that it, it, they're, they're aware. The school can handle it through suspension or detention or in-school suspension. They can handle it from that perspective. But, if, but an intervention is only good if it works. I could tell you, I'll just give you a very fast statistic. 25% of students say that teachers intervened in a bullying incident. 25%, while 71% of the teachers say they intervened. Wow. And what's happening there is the teachers think that they're intervening, but in reality what's happening is the kids are still being bullied. Right. So an intervention to a kid is only an intervention if, in fact, the bullying stops. If it doesn't stop, then we have to change our intervention. We have to change what we're doing. And sometimes parents have to go a step further. And it may require a trip to the police, file a report, but the victim should not be the one that has to move. And fear and intimidation is the umbrella over the whole thing. Sometimes administrators are afraid of parents. Sometimes the, the kids are afraid of the teachers. Sometimes coaches are afraid of parents. It's all blanketed with fear and intimidation. And we have to be able to overcome that if we're going to deal with the bully and help victim develop the courage and the confidence that he needs. Jim, we are out of time. This is such, you know, an informative discussion, and we need to talk about bullying more often, not just when high-profile incidents happen. But thank you so much for your time. If people want more information about bullying, what would you suggest? Well, you can go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. We have a terrific store there. One of the books that I'm most proud of is called Anti-Bullying 101. You can get it either as an e-book or you can get it as a hardcover and will be shipped to you. And it gives you 101 tips for, t- for teachers and parents on how to deal with bullying. You certainly can use me as a resource. I'm, I'm here. I love helping folks. And if they need anything, I'm free to, you know, you can contact me through the website and I'm, I'm here to help you out. Jim Burns, anti-bullying expert and author. Thank you again so much. Thank you, Diane. It was my pleasure. You can hear Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira every Sunday morning on Press Communications, LLC.